Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. We are challenged to live a life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just a typical everyday? We unpack the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas most of us work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend, and I'll introduce you to some of mine as we engage in coffee chats about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday woman. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Red River Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and I am so grateful that you chose to come back this season. February is a new season, and we are starting something fresh, something new, and I think you're going to love it. If this is the first time for you to try out the Red River Podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you are here and you have started on a new journey with us. We are choosing to talk about God is bigger than our excuses. So many times I've talked to friends, including myself, that have struggled with saying yes to what God has has asked us to do. There are so many risk factors in our minds. We see things that don't make sense. We're we're not understanding why he's asking us. We have doubts. We have all these different things. And friend, that's what we want to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about in this new season is how we can lay that down and say yes, because it's in our yes that we find our success. Because God, God gets the rest of that. God gets what happens after our yes. Everything that happens is all because of him and for his glory. So I just want to encourage you to tune in each week. We've got great guests coming on. And this week we are inviting Natalia Drum to come and meet with us and talk about how we can say yes to God and let that be our our success. I invited Natalia because Natalia is a sweet friend of mine and she inspired that saying, let your yes be your success and give God the rest. There was a season in my life where I, I was really struggling. I was not seeing the results that I thought God was giving me. There was rejection letters after rejection letters from different places. And I just, I was feeling so overwhelmed with defeat. Have you ever felt that way? Well, I reached out to a friend. I reached out to Natalia and Natalia inspired me by saying, Candace, it is not about what comes from our yes that makes us successful. It's the fact that we chose to say yes to God and what God has in store for us. That's where we find our success. And so that is where we are now starting this new season, mentioning that God is bigger than our excuses because it is our yes that is our success. And then God gets the rest. So I can't wait for you to hear from our different guests that are coming on each week. And again, today we're going to be talking to Natalia Drum. And just to give you a little bit about Natalia, because she is an incredible, incredible woman. She is a woman who is passionate about helping women become students of God's word. She's a wife, a mom of three boys, and she homeschools her kids, plus teaches women in small group writing and studying at the Dallas Theological Seminary, where she is getting her Master's of Arts in Christian Studies. Friends, Natalia is a wonder woman. She is incredible, and she has a heart for Jesus, and I know you're going to love her. So 
get ready. Go ahead, grab that piece of paper and a pen with your favorite cup. And let's dive into my chat with Natalia Drum. Hey, Natalia, thank you so much for joining me on the Red River Podcast. It is such an honor to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. I'm so impressed with all the work that you are doing. And I'm so grateful to call you friend. Ah, uh, me too. Me too. I, I just love you to death. And our personal relationship has really grown, um, just my own walk with the Lord. And you spoke something over me one, one day when I, I was really struggling and you basically said, let your yes be your success and give God the rest. And that is what has inspired this podcast and this whole series. And I couldn't help but have you on because you have such wisdom and knowledge. And I'm so excited that we get to talk about how God is bigger than our excuses. And um, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your passion and how that's influenced your life. Well, I am a word girl through and through. I love words. My parents said, that I would write and doodle and draw and be pen and paper rather than Barbies and Legos and all toys that normal children played with. So I have been a word girl my whole life. My parents said I probably never stopped talking. By the time I was two, I knew English and Spanish fluently and they said I just didn't shut up. So that of course made them think that I was like gonna be an attorney or something. And I ended up going into English education because. I love words and I love learning. And what do you do when you finish college except stay in school? So I taught (laughs) in the school system. I love teaching. And then when I had kids, I just felt a burden to be home with them and didn't really know what God had for me next. And that's such a hard season when you've been with adults and then you're, you know, with tiny little people all the time. And this is the, the, those were the years where the Lord taught me the value of a living room. And, um, what kind of ministry could be done within the four walls of our own homes. And so I look to where I am now and can look back on my life and see how every single thing God has used to prepare me for where I am. Like nothing has been wasted. So my passion is for building community with women. And so I invite them into my home every week and we dive into God's word together. And so I get to use the skills and talents that I had as a teacher to not just use in a classroom, but to use in studying God's word. And so it is a beautiful thing to watch women grow in relationship with God and then grow in relationship with others. I think it really fulfills the great commission and the great commandment to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I think sometimes we forget how to do that and to really love God with all of our mind. And so I love getting people to study God's word and to know what their faith is based on. So that's my passion. And that's a little bit about me. That's incredible. And I, that's one of the reasons why I love you so much is because we have very much a, a lot of in common about God's word and diving into God's word. And so I'm curious to know though, about your timeline. All right. Because for me, it took me about seven years to actually embrace my calling for, for you, when you heard God's calling on your life to step out and write and speak and do these things, how long was it before you actually embraced your calling? And did you hesitate? And if you did, why? But if you didn't and you just jumped right in, what did that look like? And, and what compelled you just to jump right in? Well, I don't 
like, and I think back on it, I remember being at a women's event and the speaker was up on stage and this was probably a good seven or eight years ago. And just feeling this fluttering in my spirit of like, this generation of leaders will pass. What, what will be the generation that rises up? And I think that was overwhelming because I felt like, well, I don't know how to be a leader on a stage, you know, and not that that was my calling um, so much as the calling was to teach God's word and to grow women in God's word. And that mm-hmm. being the same, the same in that scenario. Um, and then I never really had like a, a super big, this is your next thing. My story is really one of a lot of small steps. And so when my youngest son was about two, so this is probably about six and a half years ago, um, I felt the Lord prompting me to write um, because of a Happy Meal. I had taken my kids to McDonald's. I was driving home and the story kind of happened in my head. And I thought, that's so interesting, Lord. Like, what, what do I do with that? I haven't, I haven't written anything since I stopped teaching. I went home, my kids ate their Happy Meals in their high chairs and I sat at my computer and I wrote it out and tucked it away. And over the next three months, the Lord opened up an opportunity. um, And I ended up submitting that exact piece to an editor at Lifeway Women and ended up writing for Lifeway Women devotional. So that was about seven years ago. So it's my story of, of obedience is really one of small steps that I never knew would lead me to where I am, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So I, I maybe didn't even know what I was getting into, except I just knew the Lord was saying, do this. And Mm. so I did it. That's awesome. I, I, I think that is an incredible, a happy meal, a happy meal inspired you. That's happy meal. (laughs) That it's the little things that God gives us, right. To just inspire us to, to do whatever it is that he's called us to do. And I love that you, you point out that it's the small steps because sometimes I think we can get to be such a big thought that we forget that that big thought, it takes small steps to get to, um, you know, and, and God is so big on the small. He, he loves the small, there's power in the small. And, um, and that brings me to my next question because we polled people and asked them what, what, what has stopped you in the past from saying yes to your calling in, in your own life. And, we got several responses, but there was one, um, that I wanted us to talk about, which was it's too big of an assignment and I don't know where to start. And so do you resonate with, with that hesitation? Absolutely. Like when I look back on my, my story personally, and I think about being at that women's event, the vision of the assignment was far too big to teach women and to share the gospel, that's, that's an astronomical assignment. Like the weight of that is huge. And then Mm -hmm. when you're in a room with 10,000 women, you're like, Lord, what are you talking about? Like, what, what are you talking about? Right. Um, it's like that saying, how do you, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Mm -hmm. I think we have to differentiate the difference between the grand vision of the assignment that God has for our lives and the grace that he gives us in telling us what that is to then understand that you don't accomplish that all in one event. Mm -hmm. It is a series of small assignments that get you to the end of your story. And so the end of the story is where God has said, okay, this is the vision that I have for your life to get to that place. 
you have to take all those tiny steps. Does that make sense? So I think the season that you're in and the assignment that God gives you for today is what prepares you to fulfill the big general assignment for your life. Amen. That's good. That is really good. So how would you speak? What would you say to that lady who, who is, who's struggling with this as the reason why she's not ready to step out because she does see it is, it is, it is the elephant, right? And, um, and that small step, what does that look like? How do I, how do I even start with that small step? How do I know that that's the right small step that I'm supposed to take? Um, I think so many times we juggle that. And then is there a scripture that maybe she could, um, she could hold on to that, that you could encourage her with as well? Well, what I go back to, and what I would encourage you to study would be first Samuel chapter 17. And it's the story of David and Goliath. It's one of my favorite stories. I've taught on it several times and from different vantage points. But what I love that David says, um, because he didn't wake up that morning thinking I'm going to go conquer a giant. Like that was not on the agenda. <laughs> right. God didn't give him a day planner that said, David, at three o'clock, you're going to take down Goliath. <laughs> David went out that morning to be faithful to his father. Mm -hmm. David went out that morning to be obedient to the task for the day. Mm -hmm. And so he went out that morning to go take care of the sheep. And as he was taking care of the sheep, his father said, Hey, I need you to go out into the, into the battlefield and take this to your brothers. And so the faithfulness to be obedient to his father is what got David in the position to take down the giant. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's definitely a few things that go into play in this. And David says something in the story when he's talking to Saul and Saul's like, you're just a teenager. You can't take down this giant. David focuses on God's faithfulness to him, where he says, I have taken down the lion and the bear. Mm -hmm. And if God saved me from that, God will Mm -hmm. save me from this. And then David also focuses on the attack against the name of God. David wasn't worried about what the giant's physical ability was. David was worried that the giant was going to taunt the name of God. And that was unacceptable. So Mm -hmm. I think There are two things that I have learned and put into practice that I think helps so much. I need to know God's word so that when I'm faced with the fear of, I can't do this, Mm -hmm. then I understand, well, of course I can't do this. Scripture says I can't do it. God says my grace is sufficient for you and your weakness. So I am weak and God is great. And he is going to do what I cannot do. The assignment was meant to be too big. The giant Mm -hmm. was meant to be too big. David was small. Goliath was big. It's that way on purpose. It's because we're not meant to fight it in our own power. And so if I know God's word, then I'm going to be able to sit in the faithfulness of God and say, well, he's done it. He does it. He's going to do it. And I am too small for this, but this assignment isn't on my shoulders. God's the one who's going to do it. And so it takes the pressure off of me. Mm -hmm. Like I am not good enough of a mother to mother these children. I'm just not, I'm screwing them up. I need God's grace to do this. I am not good enough of a teacher to explain eschatology. Like nobody can, right? It's just complicated. We need the spirit of God to do it in us. I am not equipped to do the things that God has called me to unless his spirit is within me. And so Mm -hmm. if I know his word, then I can combat the lies of the enemy that says, oh, you're not good enough for this. Well, I know I'm not good enough for it. That's why I know I need God's grace in it. And so, and then I think the other thing that's really important is that we know God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. David knew the small things, the lion and the bear, which by the way, 
don't feel very small, <laughs> at least to me, because right. I've never fought right. a lion and a bear. I have fought a teenager and a toddler, so those <laughs> might be the same thing. Yes, yes. But, you know, like, when I look back and I think, you know what, God, you opened the door before, you're going to open the door again. Mm-hmm. You, you've been in this place before, God. You're going to be in this place again. And so I think marking God's faithfulness mm-hmm. is crucial to yes. our future obedience. Yes. Because we look at the assignment and we're like, it's too big. But that's what I thought the last time that I was obedient to the assignment, you know? So mm-hmm. God doesn't make us face the giant until we face the lion and the bear. And so the things that you are mm-hmm. facing today are the preparations for the things that will come. And you don't need to worry about those because you'll be ready for those based on today's faithfulness. So what does that look like today? I mean, it looks as simple as paying attention to the person in the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Striking up a conversation with a cashier, with a coworker, being faithful to your spouse, picking up kids from carpool line, mm-hmm. talking to the mom on the playground. Like we have divine opportunity yes. to be messengers of grace everywhere we go. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Natalia, that was so good. That was so good. I needed to hear that. And I know somebody else needed to hear that as well. See guys, you see why I love this lady? I mean, she has so much wisdom. Oh my goodness. Ah, yes, absolutely. Find somebody that maybe God is talking to you to just say hello to or smile at and say, you know, Jesus, have you been told lately that Jesus loves you? Something small. I mean, you just never know how God wants to use you, but are you willing to do it? Are you willing to be obedient? And I love that you talked about all David did was he walked, he woke up, and he knew he needed to be obedient to his father. And, and that's, that's something we all need to do is when we wake up, we know we need to be obedient to our God, to our father, our heavenly father and what he has planned for us. So thank you for reminding us of that. And I love that. And, and the lion and the bear, you're right. Those are huge. Those are absolutely huge, but yet they're not as big as the giant. So, and I've, I've struggled with my toddler and a, and a teenager and now a grown adult. So, I mean, I think, I think it pretty much looks like that as well with the David and Goliath thing. So (laughs) I agree. I agree. Now, when God spoke his calling over me, I I mentioned that it took about seven years before, before I said yes, and embraced that calling to speak and to write. And a lot of it was because of my insecurities. And, um, one of the biggest reasons was I was afraid that I was going to fail. Um, I had this fear of, of failing what, failing him, failing, failing the calling that he's given me and not doing it justice. And, um, I went to a conference recently and John Maxwell stated that failure and success, they're a package deal. And that for me was freeing to hear because, um, it let me realize that our failures are, they keep us humble and, and they also help us rely on the one who is never, who never fails. It helps us see how good our God is and that he is so much bigger than what we think of. And you're right. I mean, our, our, it always has to be where the giant, we, we, we're, we're always going to face the giant because God is bigger than our giant and he wants us to, to rely on him. And so I'd love for you to share a time in your own life where 
um, failure helped shape you? Yeah. So, um, you know, failure is one of those things when you are a type A perfectionist that uh, is a challenge for sure. I think sometimes I'm even more frightened of success than failure. Um, But there was a time I, it was probably about four years ago. I had gone to a writer's conference and I had pitched a series of devotional study books that I had created. I had great feedback from the said publisher. I got picked up by an agent. Um, and I left the conference essentially really thinking that they were going to pick up the entire series and I was going to get a contract in the next several weeks. When I came home, the story changed. Mm. And I remember really questioning the call. Like, Lord, you told me to go. You told me to do this. I did it. You essentially gave me like a slam dunk interview. They loved it. What happened? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't the plan. That failure, that no led me to a season where I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Where do I go? And I ended up in seminary and that no from the publisher became the greatest yes. Mm. And so I think, you know, as great as success is, it's in those seasons of failures where we really learn to surrender to the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. And so I think in that season, I said, okay, God, if I was obedient and this is your divine plan, show me what to do next. And so right. over the next several weeks, I signed up for seminary. I got in and I, I saw God shift my life and give me an even greater passion for his word. Give me an even greater understanding and in depth and breadth. And really tell me like the calling wasn't wrong. That specific avenue wasn't even wrong. I just have something greater. Mm -hmm. And if you would be patient and if you would be trained and if you would be, be willing to be equipped in this season of what you perceive as failure, because I perceive it as failure because it didn't go according to my plan. Right. But the sovereign God didn't perceive it as failure. And so I think that's something that has been incredibly changing for me is that when, when something goes wrong, according to my plan, I'm like, oh my goodness, I failed. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean God sees it as a failure. God just sees it as a redirection. And so I think reframing failure to be an understanding of, um, it's not a no, it's not now, Mm -hmm. or it's not right for you. And Mm -hmm. so I have, I've come to the place where I've said, God, if this is not right for me, please don't give it to me Mm. as much as I want it. Mm -hmm. And I have Mm -hmm. wanted some positions and some placements over the last several years. I just got a rejection from a huge platform that I have applied to several times to write for. And it is crushing when Mm. they say we don't want you, but I've also sat in the sovereignty of God to know that if it is not for me, it will be more of a burden than a blessing. Yes. And so where I perceive them to be failures, God has perceived them to be protection. Like Mm. that's not for you, girl. And I don't want you to step into something that I didn't assign you. And so I think that reframing has helped, especially in ministry, because we are talking about spiritual things. We are talking about a divine plan. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have the eyes that see the whole story. God does. Right. And so 
at some point we have to sit in, in the tension of I'm not sovereign and I'm perceiving this as a failure. I'm perceiving this as a rejection where God may be perceiving this as a protection. And so that has been a game changer for me because I'm looking at numbers. I'm looking at platforms. I'm looking at positions and God is looking at spirits changed, souls changed, eternity changed based on obedience. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think he's looking at our hearts too, right? He's looking to see what is governing your heart. What is, what is driving that, that momentum and our heart has to be in line with his and he knows what is going to take to keep it in line Mm -hmm. with him as well. And so I know for me, you, you mentioned the fear of being successful and that has been a huge fear of mine as well. And, um, because there is so much, there's so much of a, a, I want to say a heavy weight when that, if that comes upon you and we have seen, especially, um, we have seen so many big people in the spiritual world who, who are leading, who are leading and leading, but then all of a sudden we forget that they're human and they make, yeah. they make bad choices, you know, that end up crumbling, um, this, this walk or their, at least their, their, um, their momentum, their, their, their ministry. Now it's not to say that God doesn't have a way to redeem or to restore because he is, he is the God of, of restoration and, and he does redeem. Um, but I think that has been one of my fears with success is Lord, keep my family safe because we know that when, when we are doing battle, when we're, when we're doing battle with the enemy and souls are being changed for the glory of God, the enemy's coming after us because he is not happy. Yep. <laughs> He's not happy at all. And so I think, I think just making sure that we have our armor on each and every day, which I, I love again, that you pointed back to, you got to be in the word. You've got to spend that time with God, especially if you're going to say yes to whatever he's called you, you have to be in a line with him. And the only way to do that is by spending time with him. And, and absolutely. And I think there's a tension there mm-hmm. between like sitting in fear that this assignment is too big and also counting the cost. Jesus tells us to count the cost. And you hit on something super important that when we say, yes, we put a target on our back mm-hmm. and we put a target on our family and we put a target on the things that we touch. And that's not to to frighten somebody listening to this, right? It's to, it's to prepare you that this is not a game and that this is not about a picture, perfect Pinterest post, right? That ministry is just beautiful and shiny and it's going to look curated. It's messy and it's complicated and it's, rough around the edges and it's the sharpening of iron clacking against iron and those sparks that happen. And Jesus tells us in in the gospels to count the cost and to be fully aligned with him. And that requires total dedication. And so, you know, I think there's wisdom in saying yes, with our eyes wide open. And I think the greatest gift that was given to me was working behind the scenes in ministry and seeing the nitty gritty of things. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't stepping on a stage. It wasn't right. the elaborate picture for Instagram. It 
you know, it was exhaustion and, and it cost mm-hmm. and, um, and it was spiritual battle. You know, you do yes. have to be in your armor and you have to be protected. And I think if you know that it takes away the, um, it takes away the fear as you're in it, if that right. makes sense. Right. So we need to be wise in our saying of yes, but we also need to understand that Satan is looking to hold us back mm-hmm. and to, to keep us restrained from saying yes. And so we have to conquer that fear and we conquer that fear with knowledge. We conquer that fear with wisdom and we conquer that fear in community where we sit mm-hmm. together and we say, yeah, it's hard, but it is worth the battle because God is so faithful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And God is bigger than our giant. I mean, and I think that's another thing um, as we, as you continue to read scripture and and dive into scripture and you see these people that he has used for his glory and, and to, to proclaim the gospel, they face trials. They, they, they're a lot of, a lot of trials that they face. And some of them they say, Oh, you know, at that time that that was a failure, but really that was, something that God ended up using to glorify his name. And, um, this is a hard road. This is something that we, we have to rally together and, and support each other. And that community is key as well as diving into God's word and seeing how big he is and how he can overcome the ones that are after us or, or that are against us because he is the sovereign father. So thank you for that. All right. So we're going to have a lot of people that are going to want to find out who you are and how to get a hold of you because they just heard all this great wisdom that you have given us. And um, so I'd love for you to share with our friends how they can become friends with you and where they can find you. Absolutely. Well, I spend my time on social media over at Instagram. So you can find me. My handle is at Natalia Drum, uh, two M's on my last name. And uh, my website is www.nataliadrum.com. Um, my big, my big baby is Girlfriends in the Word. I create Bible study resources. I have a podcast where we walk through Scripture and we have conversations about Scripture. Um, and so you can check all of that out on my website. Um, podcast links. The shop is there as well. And I will give you guys a discount code for listening to the Red Rover podcast. You can use the word podcast in the Etsy shop and get an extra discount for being a friend of the Red Rover podcast. And um, yeah, I hang out on Instagram the most. So I would love to have you hang out with me over there. That's incredible. Guys, did you just hear? She's giving you a discount. How incredible is that? That is so awesome of her. Thank you, Natalia. We love discounts. So I will put all of these things in in our show notes so that you can just click on the link and be directed that way to her website and to her podcast. And friends, can I just tell you her podcast? It's incredible. I love to listen to her stories and how she dives into God's word and she gives such impactful wisdom. So I just want to encourage you check her podcast out. If you love podcasts, you can find her anywhere you listen to podcasts, but you definitely want to give it a shot because she's got some great wisdom in every episode. So, okay, friends, I am so excited that Natalia came on and I just want to remind you when you step out with what God has called on your life, let your yes be your success and then give God the rest till next time. Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my guest 
And I hope you thought about a friend who could possibly use this episode as well to give them some encouragement to move forward in living this missional lifestyle. That's a really easy way for us to share the good news is just share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to hear back from you. It takes a few seconds just to write a little review and we read each and every one of them. I also want to encourage you to check out our website, hookstacrook.com, to find out more about our translation project and also to learn about our Red Rover Women's Conference that's coming up on June 10th and 11th in Brookshire, Texas. We have amazing speakers and phenomenal musicians coming to spend time with our women. And right now we have an early bird special pricing for this conference. It's a two-day conference only costing $75. But that price only lasts till December 31st. So if you're interested in joining us for the Red Rover Women's Conference theme, Love Where You Are, then log on to hookstercrook.com slash mhmerch. All right, friend. Thanks again for coming and hanging out with us today. I hope you have a blessed day.